What's going on and welcome into the Monday edition of the Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek, a game day edition for the first time in the 2021-22 season. I'm Daniel Salerson. Greetings from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Tonight, the Pelicans will take on the Timberwolves in preseason game number one. And joining me today is Andrew Lopez, who covers the Pelicans and the NBA for ESPN and ESPN.com. Andrew, we're finally here. I can't believe it. It's been since May, obviously, since the Pelicans last played. I know they played Summer League, but... Here we are, preseason game number one in the Willie Green era. I'm certainly excited to watch some basketball tonight. How about you? I am. I am excited as well. And I bet you're excited that you get a Minnesota trip not in uh, December or January. Uh, that seems to be uh, a plus. Oh, and then you get to go back twice uh, in in October. So I think you're you're in a good spot there. But no, I'm I'm excited to uh, to watch some basketball. That that well it doesn't mean anything, but we can start to to. to to gather some things uh, from what this means tonight. And you know, if we see a little bit of, you know, I, obviously I think we'll, you know, the Pelicans will be down uh, a starting power forward and a starting center. So there's going to only certain things you can maybe watch out for, but well, it will be, will be interesting to see what sort of rotations uh, he goes out and uses tonight. Yeah. We'll get that to that in a little bit, but you're right. It's good to have basketball and, and the schedule makers got it right for us to be in Minnesota now and then to knock it out. Um, the lone road trip to Minnesota will play two games in three days at the end of October. They certainly did something right for us, and we're looking forward to that as well. But you've been to all the practices, at least post-practice media availability here. And um, the, the the buzzwords, I've been saying it all week with some of our guests from last week, is energy and the vibes that they've been having uh, under head coach Willie Green. Is that kind of the kind of the same thing you're kind of hearing based on the conversations you've had with players in the front office? Yeah, talking to talking to players, talking to coaches, uh, you know, talking to people behind the scenes. It, it, it seems like it's a uh, there, there is a different vibe overall. I think Josh Hart mentioned, um, you know, there's a more free flowing offense. It's not necessarily just dependent on on certain plays, and you can there's a there's a little bit more freedom to to, to kind of break away and do what you you need to do um, in the flow of the offense. So the you know I'm a, you know, and then, and then obviously Willie Green, I asked him uh, Sunday about, you know, what, what, what does a rotation look like for you? You know, some, some coaches do eight man rotations, nine man rotations. Uh, and he said that he, he likes to play 10 or more. And one of the things he mentioned about that was they're going to be getting up and down the floor. Uh, and when you're getting up and down the floor like that, you know, it's, <laughs> you're, you're going to need bodies and you're going to need people to, to kind of sub in. So, uh, you know, the, the energy has, has been, at least from a we here, when we are sitting in Pell's kitchen, uh, it, it, it sounds like there's a, a, a you know, like I said, a, a great sense of energy in there. Uh, the guys are looking like, you know, it sounds like they're excited to get back on the court. We'll see how much of that translates tonight. I think uh, one player that everyone is talking about, including guys like Garrett Temple, um, who mentioned this on Sirius XM and to you guys is Nikhil Alexander Walker and how everyone's excited to see him. And, and Temple said he was probably one of the more athletically gifted guys, offensively gifted guys on this squad, which says something when you have guys like Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram in the fold and, and some of the other guys too, as well. How, how much are people going to be focusing on him a lot this season, just from what they've heard between these Nashville workouts and just, this is year three now. So this is really the year that you start to see that progression um, after a, a couple of, I guess, not normal seasons, when you talk about COVID, um, 
in last year, same thing with a, with a different head coach. How, how much are people going to be really focusing on Nikhil, not only tonight, but even to start off the season? I think a lot. And I think he's, he's going to have a, a more defined role in the offense this year. He's, he's going to have something more, a little bit more steady than, than, than what he's had maybe in, in, in his first two years where he's kind of bumped around, you know, bounced around a little bit. Um, don't know if he's going to be a starting point guard and earn me a beverage against uh, one, <laughs> one Zach Lowe. But uh, I do think at, at worst, he's, he's the sixth man. Uh, whether that's him or Devontae, who, you know, whichever one it is, I don't think they start together uh, just so you have some firepower coming off the bench uh, with that first sub. Uh, but I think he's, you know, he's going to be a consistent guy. He's going to play 28 minutes a night. He's going to get his points. Um, Tomas Sadaransky told us yesterday, you know, he, he was the best player on that Canadian national team. And, and you know, Nikhil's talked about that. How much did that, you know, national team experience – help him start to kind of break down the game a little bit more, slow things down a little bit more. Uh, we saw it there. Uh, you know, he went out to big guard you working with Olin out in uh, California this past weekend. I mean, this past weekend, this past summer, mm-hmm. um, a little, the whole NBA season feels like it's a, this past weekend, a year ago, it a does. year ago today, we were in the 2019 finals, uh, I guess, technically or whatever. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. It's, it, 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 it's weird. So, um, but he, he's been working on his game all summer. Things have started to slow down for him a little bit. And I, I'm, I'm looking for him to take a jump this year. I don't know how big of a jump it's going to be, but I, I am expecting him to take a, a bit of a jump. Do you feel like this team is deeper on paper than it was last season? If so, why? Yeah, I mean, just look at the let's, – let's just project the 10-man rotation real quick. Okay, if, if we go, let's say – Devonte, let's let's add Trey Murphy into that starting group just for the just for this exercise. Yes. Um, if we go Devonte, Trey Murphy, Brandon Ingram, Zion, and JV in your starting group, uh, Tomas said yesterday he's been working in a lot of lineups with Nikhil and Josh Hart. So that's one, two, three right there. Mm-hmm. Najee Marshall is going to get some time, and then you know obviously Jackson's going to get some time. Those are ten guys right there, just off top, and that's not getting to a Kyra Lewis, a Garrett Temple, um, a Billy Hernan Gomez. Mm-hmm. I mean, we haven't even mentioned those guys yet. So um, I, I do think it's deep. I do think you could see maybe 11 or 12 guys at, you know, at any given time, um, you know, uh, and they feel comfortable with that. So uh, definitely I think a, a deeper team than last year that's also stronger on sh- – excuse me, stronger on shooting – which I think is also going to go a long way. Yeah, I feel like also wing defenders is something that this team has lacked for a very long time when it comes to roster structure. I feel like you have that this year. How much of the goal for the Pelicans or how much more improvement should we see on the defensive side of the ball? And again, that will come with, with Willie Green's defensive principles. He talked about just they're setting the foundation now. We're probably not going to see uh, as much of what they're going to, I guess, add to it until later on, maybe closer to the regular season. Um, but I feel like we should expect this team to improve defensively, right? Based on one last year, they weren't really good defensively, but two, uh, just based on some of the personnel they have. Yeah. I, I don't know if this team becomes a, you know, we, we saw a growth toward the end of the year, especially when they changed to the drop coverage. Um, although it maybe took them a little, maybe a little longer than people would have liked for them yeah. to, to make that switch. But when they did, uh, we saw a big jump on that end. And in talking to, 
Jackson, uh, Willie Green, and some others in the past couple of days, we, we've heard basically that they are going to keep that drop coverage, um, which I think is going to be something that works in their favor this year. And I, I don't know if they're a, an average defense or top 20, whatever it is, but it, I mean, with the offensive firepower you're expected to have where, you know, with Devontae and Nikhil, with Zion, with, uh, you know, JV in, in the middle, obviously, and having Brandon Ingram out there as well. If you can just be an average defense, I think you're talking about, you know, having a really, really good season. So um, I, I do think a lot of the defensive growth is going to depend on what sort of jump Zion and Brandon Ingram make on that end. They have to be uh, – they have to make a jump, uh, I think, for this team to become, uh, you know, a, a – a, top 15 defense all season long, start to finish. But it, it does feel um, like they are they are poised to make some some strides on that, and especially since they're going to continue that coverage that worked for them uh, for the most of the last season. As uh, the Pelicans will play four preseason games and play their first regular season game on October 20th, you see a bunch of national media prognosticators about where this team might fall, and that could change even. Not sure how much you take away from preseason what do you think the expectations to be for this team as far as I know making the playoffs is everyone's goal. And I think for this team, it's extremely important this year. Um, but what do you think expectations are for this club heading into this regular season? I guess preseason tonight. I think expectations are to be in that playoff hunt. Um, you know, they, they, I would expect them to be in the playoff hunt when you, when you just look at the standings in the West, um, you know, you would think they're 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 probably a, a, at least on paper better than five five teams easy. That that at minimum puts you in the play-in tournament. And I think your goal for this should be not to just make the play-in tournament, but to 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 maybe host a play-in tournament game. Obviously, that would make you you know seven or eight, depending on how the situation uh, plays out. So, uh, to me, I think that is the the expectation is to be in that mix for the playoffs. Now, I, I, you make the playoffs, that's going to be, you know, depend on how things go, obviously, you know, injuries and every, everything else that can happen during the season. But if we're looking right now, you should be in the play-in tournament um, mix and, and at least be in the mix to, to possibly host one of those games. Let's focus in on tonight's game. Pelicans in Minnesota to take on the Timberwolves, one of four preseason games. We'll be back home on Wednesday night against Orlando. And look, uh, I read that as far as Timberwolves and their starters and rotation players, maybe 12 to 20 minutes um, <clears throat> in the first half for uh, head coach Chris Finch. And look, he already said the Pelicans will be down two normal starters that they would have right. in Zion and JV. So <clears throat> what are you looking out for tonight? And I know I asked the same thing to Antonio and Joel on Friday as far as what fans should look out for as they'll be able to watch on Pelicans.com. Because I know some people will say things like, oh, they allowed this amount of points to this team or this guy scored only this amount of points. What what are you looking out for tonight? What would you consider, I guess, progress or a good step in the right direction, uh, no matter the result? You know, it, that's the key thing. The result, I think, doesn't matter. Obviously, you don't want to go out and lose 130 to 80 or anything mm -hmm. like that. That would be a, a disaster. But I think in the grand scheme of things, the results really doesn't matter. I, I just want to see what those eight to nine guys who we expect to be in the rotation – in the year look like what, what kind of continuity have they tried, you know, almost formed in, um, in this early, uh, 
you know, early part of training. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, they've only really been together uh, a week and a half. You know, obviously some of the guys were, um, uh, they were in Nashville and they, they did, you know, obviously there was a, a chunk of guys, eight to nine, who um, met with Brandon in, in, in Phoenix. So, but what kind of continuity do those guys have? And I think that's kind of going to be the key to me is just looking at what those first nine, like the first half is really going to be, um, I think, the key. The, the, the first half is going to be the key. Uh, the, the second half, I think I, I'd expect to see some, you know, maybe some of the guys who will be in Birmingham this year mm-hmm. uh, a, a little bit more. So to me, I think it's the, you know, how, how does that first half end up looking with, with those eight or nine guys who you're going to expect to play major minutes? I know Willie Green wants to avoid turnovers, but I, I feel like I'm going to expect mistakes here in, in all four preseason games, especially with the free-flowing offense. He even talked about how it could lead to some turnovers, but with some of the players like this, he, he's kind of letting them make the mistakes and learning from them instead of stopping drills every second and, and, and starting to teach, he kind of lets them do his thing. And then obviously in the regular season, some of that approach will change a little bit if the mistakes continue and there's a lot of them, but I feel like for Pelicans fans and, and even us, I feel like watching, I think it's going to be okay for them to make some mistakes tonight. And this is the opportunity for them to learn. This is, yeah. I would say this is, this is when you make the mistakes. You mm-hmm. want to make the mistakes in the first four preseason games before you, you get there because you, you know, you have the preseason game tonight, Wednesday, Friday, next Monday, and then you're off for nine or 10 days, not off. Obviously you're right. practicing, but you don't have another game until then. You can correct those mistakes and get things ready and get things in tune for what you want to see uh, when the season opens against Philly. So that I think is kind of the, the, the biggest thing. Um, see what that offense looks like, make your mistakes now, and then try to get as much on court continuity as you can heading into the, you know, Philly in a couple I should ask this at the beginning. This is our my final question for you as uh, we get ready for tonight's ball game. Was it like being in practice in person, talking to these guys face to face? Last year, none of us were able to get even anywhere near these guys, and Zoom was our life. And yes, for some some uh, instances, there will be uh, some Zoom still, including pregame and postgame tonight. But I know Todd and I were talking about in all of our broadcasts how much it was great just to watch practice in person. The fact that we're going to be there tonight. But how great is it for you to be able to, one, eventually I'm sure you'll be traveling to some of these regular season games, but the fact that you were there in person and be able to talk to these players, how nice has that been for you? Going to be honest, man, I, I, that was one thing I didn't, I didn't know if I was going to be able to get again in terms of being back in the practice facility, being back for that kind of stuff. Um, it was nice. It was nice to see guys on media day. It was nice to see guys in person. Um, there's, just, there's just different things you pick up in practice that you just don't see. Uh, obviously, you don't see on Zoom, you, you know, you get to see Zion working off to the side. You get to see who's who's working with who on their shot, who's putting in the work, who's doing the extra stuff. Um, and it's only a small glimpse, but it's it it, it, it helps to put things back into a normal perspective. And um, I mean, I'm sure you you realize this. There's sometimes there's just, and I know some of the guys also appreciate it not having to do zooms anymore mm-hmm. or as many zooms as you mentioned. We'll we'll still have some, but the fact that we were able to get uh, so many, I feel like you get so much better answers in person. Yeah. Just when you, when you can, you could see a person, you, you get a sense of what they're asking. And um, that's kind of, I think the, the, the bigger thing to me. And it, 
it was it felt I mean it felt great like I'm I'm looking forward to getting back into the to the flow of things and I'm looking back on Wednesday to being being able to be back on the court and uh you know although you know make sure we distance and do all that kind of stuff but definitely making looking forward to getting back to uh, as much regularness I guess I don't even know if that's a word but I get yeah. to make up one word in my contract every year so uh getting back to the the regular flow of things for sure yeah, uh, certainly getting back to normal is definitely the goal. We are one step closer with this, and certainly glad to see you um, guys like you and Will and everyone else covering uh, the team from the outside uh, back in the facility as well. Of course, you can follow – how can folks follow you on Twitter? I always get mixed up with your underscores. I think there's one in front Unders- and in between. Underscore Andrew, underscore Lopez. I was, uh, I was very late to the Twitter game. Well, not late to the Twitter game, but I, I had to use my – uh, previous employer, I had to use normal.com in it at first. And then, mm-hmm. and then like midway through, they were like, Oh, Hey, take those out of your names. And, uh, I was, I was behind in the Andrew Lopez game at that point. So <laughs> underscore Andrew underscore Lopez it is. And then you have your burner accounts. You don't want to get those mixed up. It's certainly uh, something you don't want happening. Yeah. Those, yeah, season. those, those stay private. I, I, I keep those to myself. Okay. Absolutely. Follow him underscore Andrew underscore Lopez on Twitter covers the Pelicans and does a great job covering the league for ESPN and I've seen him on the jump and I'm sure you'll see him on NBA TV today, the new show um, premiering in just a couple of weeks. Andrew, I appreciate the time. Um, I'll talk to you when I get back home tomorrow and uh, we'll see you inside the arena one tonight. All right. Sounds good. All right. And speaking of tonight, Pelicans and Timberwolves will have pregame coverage on the radio starting at 630 on ESPN New Orleans, 100.3 FM. That's the only way you can listen uh, for preseason games is on ESPN New Orleans. And for these away games, you can log on to pelicans.com slash live to watch the game, and we'll have the radio call underneath the video. And so with, if you're within 75 miles of the Smoothie King Center, you will be able to watch the three road games on pelicans.com slash live. And then Wednesday's home game will be broadcasted on Valley Sports New Orleans with Joel Myers, Tony Daniels, and Jen Hale. All right, well, we'll talk to you from the Target Center tonight. For Andrew, I'm Daniel Salerson. Thanks for listening to the Pelicans podcast presented by Seeky.